news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We glorify you. We magnify your great name. Be merciful to us, for we are sinners. We lift up the family of Greg Horn, who passed away after a long illness. We lift up Pastor Steve Gaines, who was diagnosed with liver cancer. We pray for peace in Israel. We pray the blood of Jesus over Niebuhr Sidus. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the true light, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue our series on supernatural, God at work. And this week, we look at one of the more unique supernatural events recorded in the Bible. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, it had become too crowded for a group of prophets who lived together as a community, so they decided to build a new shelter. As they cut down the trees near the Jordan River, one man's iron axe head flew off the handle into the river. The servant had borrowed the axe, and he showed Elisha where the axe head had fallen into the river. Elisha cut a stick, threw it into the same spot where the axe had fallen, and the iron axe head floated to the top of the water and was retrieved by the servant. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 8-13, through 13, God had given Elisha the ability to know the plans of the Syrian king Ben-Hadad. And Elisha relayed the plans to the king of Israel. In verses 14-18, through 18, Ben-Hadad sent a great army to Dothan to capture Elisha. The army surrounded Dothan, and Elisha's servant saw them and cried to Elisha, What shall we do? Listen to what Elijah says to his servant in verse 16. Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. My brothers and sisters, the most common phrase in the Bible in various forms is, Do not be afraid. Since it is there so many times, it must be important. God does not want you to live your life in fear. Yet, There are hundreds of phobias invading the minds of God's people. God gave us dominion over every living creature, including spiders, which is the most common fear. Elisha prayed that the servant's eyes be opened. Then the servant saw angels, which are normally unseen, on the surrounding hills. They were fiery agents of God on horses and chariots. My friends, as I mentioned in my podcast on angelology, Christians have angels assigned to protect them, unseen by you, but always present. Next, Elijah prayed that God strike the Syrian army with blindness, and it was done in verse 18. Elijah led the blind army right to the king of Israel, who wanted to kill them all. But Elijah told the king to feed the army, who had regained their sight and realized they were in the hands of the king of Israel. In 2 Chronicles chapter 26, Uzziah was made king over Judah at age 16. The Lord was with him as he fought battles with his enemies and won. Verse 5 says, As long as he sought the Lord, 
God made him prosper. My comrades for Christ, Uzziah was king over Judah 52 years, but he became proud, and though he was not a priest, he attempted to officiate at the altar to burn incense. Azariah the priest went in after him, and he took 80 priests of the Lord into the temple to confront the king. My brothers and sisters, Israel had a king who had a job, a chief priest who had a job, and prophets who had a job. None of these jobs crossed, and the king had no business in the temple. Now the king was angry, in verse 19, and while he was angry with the priest, leprosy broke out on Isaiah. Verse 20 says, He was in a hurry to get out of the temple because the Lord had struck him with leprosy. Friends, you can be the greatest servant of God who ever lived, and your pride could destroy you just like that. Verse 21 says, King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in an isolated house because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Folks, Uzziah had fell from prosperous king to no palace, no kingdom. He had his son take over, no communion with the Lord's house, and he died in isolation, all because of pride. In the third chapter of the book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon made an image of himself to be worshipped by everyone in the land with the trumpet and other musical instruments played. Of course, this was an insult to the Jews who had been captured and were living in Babylon. Punishment for refusing to bow down to the golden image was death inside the burning fiery furnace. Three Hebrew friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were brought before the angry king after it had been reported that they did not worship the idol. King Nebuchadnezzar warned them one last time of the consequences of their rebellious act. Then he says, And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Listen to the response from the Hebrews in verses 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. My friends, the Hebrews were not going to compromise their beliefs to save their own lives. They knew that the God they served was able to deliver them. These men set the example for all of us. No matter what threats come our way, we who serve the one true God also know that he is able to save us. Now the king was really furious and ordered the furnace be heated to its maximum. He had soldiers bind the three Hebrews, and when the soldiers attempted to throw the captives into the furnace, they were killed by the flames. As the three friends walked around in the furnace, they were joined by a fourth, identified by the king as the Son of God. Supernaturally, the three had no burns, their clothes were not singed, and they did not even smell like smoke. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel proved himself to be a better administrator than all the other officials 
in the kingdom of Darius. So the officials set a trap for Daniel by getting the king to sign a decree that anyone who petitions any god or man except King Darius shall be cast into the den of lions. My comrades, when God gives you favor, someone will be jealous. A family member, a co-worker, a friend, no one is immune to jealousy. When they conspire to take you down, you can stand on the principles that God has given to you. Folks, Daniel prayed three times a day, which violated the decree. The king was reluctant to place Daniel in the lion's den, but the deceivers insisted that the king obey his own law. Listen to what Darius says to Daniel in verse 16. Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Folks, just like the Hebrew friends who were placed in the furnace, God is able to deliver. Daniel knew it. King Darius knew it. I know it. But the question is, do you know it? Do you know that God is able to deliver you? King Darius went home, had no dinner, no entertainment, and got no sleep. The next morning, he went to the lion's den in verse 20 and cried out, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Daniel informs the king that he is unharmed because God sent an angel to shut the mouth of the lions. In the book of Jonah, Jonah is sent by God to preach to the city of Nineveh, but instead he boarded a ship headed to Tarshish to escape the presence of the Lord. My friends, Jonah made two huge mistakes. One, he disobeyed God, and two, he thought he could hide from God. Disobedience is costly, and hiding is impossible. As the ship sailed, the Lord sent a huge storm to toss the ship to the point that it was about to break. The sailors panicked, tossed cargo overboard, and each one cried to their own God. But Jonah was asleep in the bottom of the cargo hold. The captain woke him up and told him to pray to his God that they be saved. The sailors drew lots to see who had caused this calamity, and the lot fell on Jonah. To calm the sea, Jonah asked the men to throw him into the sea. Friends, I've often wondered why Jonah asked to be thrown into the sea when he could have just jumped. In any case, Jonah sacrifices himself so that others could live. Sound familiar? God prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah and to keep him alive. Jesus, who sacrificed himself to save others, says these words in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. My brothers and sisters, Jesus sacrificed himself for your sins and my sins. On this Thanksgiving day, we are thankful for many things. But the number one thing I'm thankful for is Jesus taking my place, dying for me, and trading his righteousness for my sins. Would you accept the gift of salvation that has been paid for in full with the blood of Jesus that's been shed on the cross? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your supernatural miracles, and thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Lord, thank you. In the name of the King of Nations, 
Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you gave your life to Christ, email me at hello at greatministries.org and I'll send you the next steps. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.